Hi everybody and welcome to day seven of the Stationary Freaks Advent Calendar. Goodness, how are you today, Helen? I'm really well, thanks Rob. How about you? Yeah, good, good. Uh, we hope the audience are enjoying this uh, Advent Calendar of goodness. As you can see, there's a sort of theme and a progression to all of these. And we've talked a lot about goal setting, gratitude, journaling. I hope you're doing all of those challenges that we've set. And we've tried to keep it fairly simple and straightforward, not to be too overwhelming we talked a lot about goals, but what we haven't talked about, Helen, is how to break those goals down. How do you break them from this nebulous good idea into something that's tangible for you to do? So I firstly think it's really important. You, if, if you're faced with, I'm, I said yesterday, I was going to learn Japanese cookery. I mean, if you're faced with something quite so vast where you have almost no knowledge, it can be quite overwhelming. And this is why people don't like books because they think they want to, but actually the doing of it's really difficult. So I really, really, really think the best thing to do is break stuff into smaller pieces, achievable pieces. And if you don't know how to do this, Rather than sit down and break it into 47 very carefully worked out weeks with, you know, some holiday allowance in there and whatever over the year, I like to think about what is the first step I can take. And once you've done that, you then think, what is the next step that I can take so that I do mine as quite emergent and I would then put in some massive uh, sort of placeholders. So for me, for the Japanese, for example, I know nothing about Japanese cookery. So the first thing I would do is find a thing that's quite simple that I could learn to make. And then it would be really nice for me to go onto the beloved YouTube, the teacher of all things, and have a look at somebody. And I dive around till I find somebody who I resonate with, and then I would learn to make it. So for example, for me to learn to make um, little maki, they're kind of like little sushi rolls, that would be absolutely perfect for me because I it's something I love. I know all the ingredients in there is stuff that I have. I just don't know how to make it. So I will go out and I will go and find somebody on YouTube who can show me and I will follow them step by step and I practice and then I learn and then you adapt, don't you, from there on. So that's how I go about breaking stuff down. But I would then have a big goal in the future, which would be to actually see if I could serve my family a Japanese meal as a main meal on an evening that I wouldn't ever have done before. Yeah, sounds good. And in tomorrow's episode, we're actually going to talk about how to turn this into habits and routines to bring these to life. And I think what you've actually talked about there is um, sub goals is what I would call them. Yes. You know, and this is about uh, all milestones, you know. If you yeah, mean, that's what I call them, yeah. Yeah, milestones. And I think that's the key thing. You know, I've got a goal of writing a new book in 2022, which is going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. It's a topic I'm particularly interested in. And I'm similar to you. So what I would do, though, is I would grab a sheet of my uh, blessed yellow legal pad, which is my go-to scratch pad for all sorts of uh, ideas. And I would do a mind map. And I would break out the book into chapters as best that I can. I mean, things will change as you go through the process. And for me, those chapters almost become those sub-goals of, you know, going to write this chapter, going to write that chapter. Um, but also all the other stuff that comes with it. So you're breaking it down into tangible deliverables is the way that I look at it. And, you know, for you, that's uh, cooking a meal for your family, which is great. Uh, for me with the book, it's the chapters, but also the copyright, the editing, the formatting, the publishing. They're all things to consider as part of this big task as well. So I find that, that really interesting because that whole idea of writing a book, I'm going to just dive into this just a second because lots of people want to write a book and myself included and it's not 
easy. And one of the big yeah. things that you kind of skipped over there is I'll write the chapters is that actually before you do that, you really, really need to have that arc of let's call it story. But actually for you, it's an arc of um the story that you're telling even if it's a non-fiction book arc a story you need to know what it is or you don't you have to have that plan before you can even then set about doing those chapters surely yes and no so if i'm writing a book i've got a general theme of the book you know what's the book about as a whole you know what's that kind of big encapsulating story or theme if it's a non-fiction book that you're trying to create and then for me it's that idea process of breaking it down of what could go into this book and I'll, you know, write out, I don't know, 25, 50, whatever, how many uh, sort of high level chapter ideas would come to me for that book. When you start writing a book, you realize that a lot of the stuff you may have planned may not actually make it. And this is what I think Stephen King referred to as kill your darlings. Yes. Those things that might mean something to you, but don't add to the book. So there is this sort of overarching theme. And as you go through the book, you'll find, or I certainly work this way, you find that the story emerges and the chapters emerge. But at the beginning, it's more of a brain dump of this is the kind of things I want to include. Then as you go through, you might add new things, remove things um, to give you that sort of concise feel to the book. So yes, you are right. I think without any planning of what you're trying to put into it, I mean, it's going to be pretty hard to write that unless you you know super creative and sit down and get lots of space to do that and but also don't be too wedded to that structure and those mini goals and these mini chapters as you go through because you know Stephen King's saying is right I mean I've deleted entire chapters that I thought were amazing but they just didn't add to that book and they might make it into a future book or become a video or a podcast or whatever so I'm intrigued with the Japanese cooking Um, is there any sort of preparation and I guess building of tools that you're going to need for this i always it always sort of strikes me that they use different kind of knives you've got all the rolling mats and you've got all this stuff that you might not actually yeah. have in your house is there a is there a period of sort of preparing ready for it for this particular goal yes i absolutely think there's sort of ingredients that you wouldn't necessarily have if you haven't cooked japanese food before um but you know Amazon is a marvellous thing, and, and obviously other delivery companies are available, but but Amazon is a marvellous thing. And, um, yeah, I, I you do need to get some things, but I don't buy quantities of things. Um, the local supermarket has most stuff, to be fair, and I don't buy quantities of things because I don't know if I'm gonna, what I'm going to like. So I cook stuff, and I'll try stuff. My Mackie is a reasonably safe option because I know I already like that. <laughs> so, yeah. If I don't like my own homemade one, then we're probably stopping the entire goal there. But that's the joy of doing something for the fun of it rather than because of uh, a career requirement. I can just go, do you know what, actually, I do not like homemade Japanese food. And then all I do is go to a Japanese restaurant when I feel the urge, as often as I can. I think there's a there's an element of procrastination in me that would spend a long time trying to make sure I've got all the right stuff because... You know, Japanese food, to me, one of the main appealing things is the way it's visually represented with, you know, small dishes, yeah. beautiful designed, you know, uh, chopsticks and dishes and all sorts. In fact, I found myself on Amazon the other day looking at different types of chopsticks. <laughs> I am useless at chopsticks, but I thought if I like Japanese food and I'm going to cook stuff, I need to eat it with chopsticks. And and yeah, down a rabbit hole. And um, there's this sort of element of procrastination. Do you, do you feel like that is something you fall into? I am. Uh... 
I can procrastinate on procrastinating, Rob, because frankly, <laughs> I am that good. I don't because this is something I want to do. And I found this in all my goal setting, in all my life, which is when I set the goal, I have a window of enthusiasm, which mm. I know from experience fades really rapidly. I want to get in there and I want to break the back of this, especially if it's something uh, that I know is going to wane rather than continuously renew. So if I'm doing it for myself at the Japanese cookery, I will keep doing it until I stop enjoying it. Yeah. If it's something for work, perhaps, or something where I have an end goal that I really, really want to achieve, but there's a, you know, like maybe writing a book and I just don't want to do the middle bit, there's always a point at which my enthusiasm drastically wanes. So I have to throw myself into it and use that massive uh, burst of enthusiasm to push through as far as I can because I need to get over the hump of actually I don't need to continue and there's so much still to do it's not worth finishing um, because if I get to there I won't whereas if I can get far enough that there's that sunk cost fallacy where I've put enough effort into this I'm, I'm going to finish it that's it we're actually going to talk about that tomorrow which is you know turning the goals into action which is yes. actually the the messy middle the hard bit and you have to keep coming back to the why which we've talked a little bit about here yeah so the challenge for you all today is to pick one of those goals that hopefully you've set over the last five or six days that we've been talking about this and to break it out into sort of mini milestones mini goals whatever it is that makes sense these sort of smaller bite-sized tangible things that you could realistically bring to life. I think it's reasonable to say that if you're able to do the next few, it might not be necessary to, you don't know where perhaps you're going. For me with my Japanese cookery, I don't know where I'm going in six months time, but I do know here are the first, you know, few things that I want to achieve with it, at which point I'll then reassess. So don't let the fact that you don't know how long you're going to do it and you don't know you don't know what it is your milestones are going to be. Don't let that put you off. Start with the milestones that are relatively sh- in the relatively short future. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, those next tangible steps uh, to start on this path and journey. Yeah, you have to keep reining me in, Ellen, because I'm a big future thinker. You know, I'm like you out. <laughs> and, and you're not, which is great. And I think it will appeal to uh, to multiple different uh, types of goal setters out there. So with that, join us on Stationary Freaks UK is our Instagram handle. And Stationary Freaks Advent, if you want to post pictures of what you're up to, you know, your journal, your notebooks, whatever, and for your chance to win the perfect notebook, uh, which will be drawn sometime between Christmas and New Year. And tomorrow, we're going to be talking about how to turn these goals into action. Thanks, Alan. Bye.